Welcome to another inspirational message from City Life Center Church. If you are ever in the area, come visit one of our services. We would love to meet you. Enjoy the message. Whatever we say actually has power. And, and what we're saying is that there are two different roads. There's a wide road and there's a narrow road. One is a road that leads to destruction and the other road is this pathway that leads us to life. And, and so when we say, I'm in, let's go, what we're doing is we're embedding in our minds and in our hearts that we make the daily choice, we make, we make the continual choice to walk that narrow road and walk that pathway of life because far too many people choose the broad road, uh, but I want to choose that, that windy ancient path because it's a whole lot more rewarding. And that's what we call Adventure Highway. We call that ancient path Adventure Highway. And it's a it, it's really what's, what's in my heart for us. On this journey, though, this is important. We have to use our words and our mouth. We need to speak the right things that help keep us on track. Uh, because our, we want our words and our mouth to line up with the plans that God has for our lives. Because whatever we say has power. And, and, and he has this full life for us. And, and for us to walk in this full life on this adventure highway, we've got to be saying the right things. There are the two roads. Um, one is like what I call the interstate highway. It's congested and it's ugly. And it's, it's just, there's just it's, it's not a safe place to be, really. And then there's the ancient path. And, and the ancient path is that path that brings us that full life. In fact, I would say, because today's message is about the full life. The full life is what you get when you take the journey on the ancient path as you abide by God's principles and you let Jesus break you. Now, the end destination of the journey is this is like the full life on steroids, I guess you could say, because it's eternity with Jesus. That's where we're going. Our, our, our destination is that place that I certainly want every single one of you to be there because eternity with Jesus, it's often what we call heaven. And, and I just want to be very, 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 very clear about this. Eternity with Jesus is the best life you can ever imagine. It is life like we don't even know on this earth. It's real life. It's richer. It's more vibrant, more than anything you could ever experience here. And as we're on this adventure highway, as we're headed toward that destination, God releases to us these, these small little doses and tastes and samples of what eternity will be like. And, and that's part of the full life. We get to get little tastes of eternity Adventure Highway is, is, this, is this road which is between here where we are right now and our destination. And really the rest of your life is this adventure. And I want you to take this full life adventure with me. Get on this ancient path with me. Quit longing for the broad highway that leads to destruction. In fact, one of the things that I want to remind you of is this, this whole concept of the Adventure Highway is really, it's, it's really Jesus himself. See, the journey is not just learning about Jesus, but it's experiencing Jesus because he is the path. In fact, this, this cross here really represents it well. Jesus says, I am. I am. I, I love this. this. This is the coolest cross. But uh, it says, I am the way. That means the pathway, the road, the highway. Jesus is the road, okay? I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. That's what John 14, 6 says to us. And so this 
is the picture right here, the cross. It's Jesus. This is what the highway is all about. Uh, so, so wherever you find Jesus, you're going to find life, and it's the way, and, that, and he brings life alongside, and, 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 and truth is wherever God is. Uh, Adventure Highway, I guess you could say, it is the full life. The truth is, I don't want an empty life. I, I, I really want a full life, and I want you to have a full life. I don't want you to be empty. Uh, some of you need to make a decision. Some of you need to make a decision today that you're going to quit running on empty because uh, your life is empty because you just feel zapped of energy and you feel zapped emotionally and spiritually and sometimes even physically. And why is that? Well, most likely it's because your life is going in all different directions and you're giving in to every little nudge and little whisper and pressure that's coming at you from the culture, and you're imbalanced, and you find yourself impatient, and you're distracted, and you get stressed out, and you get angry, and you feel like life is running you instead of you running your life. And therefore, you're even feeling, some of you are even feeling like you are being robbed of life itself. You feel, you feel like you're being stolen from. You feel like uh, you're just slowly dying, and that you just have this feeling like destruction is right around the corner. Well, I want to tell you something, guys. That's not God's plan for you, and it never has been. And I want us to break that today. See, Jesus made it clear. In John 10.10, he says, The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it to the what? Have it to the what? The full. See, here even Jesus lays out these two plans that are, that are there. There are two different plans for your life, two different roads you can potentially follow. One is hell's plan for your life, and that is the empty life. And that is the life of theft and death and destruction. In fact, you can even be going to church every Sunday and still walking in hell's plan. Hey, you can be a small group leader. You can play an instrument on the, the stage or even be a pastor and be walking in hell's plan. And that plan is destructive and it's driven by these scattered attempts at survival and just hanging on. You see, hell wants to have its way with you. And that plan is theft, death, and destruction. And hell is constantly and persistently and relentlessly trying to bring you down, steal from you, squeeze the life out of you, and throw your life into a garbage heap. <laughs> but guys, I want us to break hell's plan today. See, God has a different plan for you. Jesus says, I have come to give you the full life. Jesus says, I want you to have this life, life, life to the full. And this is the adventure highway that I'm talking about. It's time for us to break out of some dark desert doldrums that some of you are experiencing. I tell you guys, I've searched the scriptures and I'm here to announce to you that what I found in the scriptures is that Jesus is all about life. And here's some of the things that I found. Jesus is the breath of life. Jesus is the fountain of life. He is the water of life. He is the author of the book of life. He is the tree of life. Jesus is the light of life. Jesus is the path of life and Jesus is the way of life. Jesus is the wellspring of life. Jesus is the author of the covenant of life. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the author of life itself and Jesus gives us the spirit of life, and Jesus gives us the crown of life. He is, you get it? He is the life. 
this adventure highway that God's called us to be on, which is the way of Jesus, it's this pathway of life. It's doing life the Jesus method, and I want that. See, our theme scripture basically states that we're standing at a crossroads, and we're supposed to look and consider and ask and choose then the ancient path, which is the full life. And again, guys, this is important. It is a choice. This doesn't happen automatically. You have to select it. <laughs> it's a way of living. It's a way of talking. It's a way of acting. It's a way of thinking that's going to change everything about you. And it's going to usher you into life like you've never experienced before. After God's people had left Egypt and been taken out with Moses and They'd spent 40 years in the wilderness, and they were getting ready to go into their new land of promise, the promised land. Moses, the, the, the leader of God's people, he made it clear. He, he stopped everybody before they, they went into this next step, and he, he let them know that as they were about to move into this next chapter, this next era of their lives, that every single one of them would have a choice. See, no longer were they going to be told every single little thing to do while they're in the wilderness. They're going to have their own homes. They have their own communities. They're going to have their own cities. And, and they get to choose now. And you, you can't lean back and say, well, I had a bad time in the desert. When I was in the desert, someone was mad at me and yelled at me. So I'm just going to be miserable the rest of my life. No, no. They, 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 he said, you, everybody has a choice. Just like you do here as well. He says, you get to choose either the full life or you get to choose darkness and death. In fact, here's the words that he said to them. He said, I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. You get to choose. Now, he says, now, choose the life side of this. Choose this road. For the Lord is your life. You see? Are you standing at those same crossroads right now? And if you are, which are you going to choose? Life and blessings, or are you going to choose death and cursings? I choose life. I, I want blessings. I, I therefore choose the Jesus way. I choose the way of the adventure highway because I want to live by his life principles. And I want you to join me. For, for some of you, this means that you're going to need to ask God to break you out of a death spiral, and it can begin today. See, a full life, which is a life that's actually broken by God, means that, that you become a worshiper. You want to you go deep with God. You, 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 you want to go deep with God in corporate worship when we're together like this, but as well in your personal worship. Because when you're, when you're a worshiper, you'll find yourself having these powerful encounters with God just right in the middle of your day. You're going to begin to shine like never before. It's, it's like you, you, you're, you're going to have a glow about you that other people are going to say, wow, what's, what's so different about you? You see, the full life that's broken by God means you're not obsessed with trying to impress people that you're something or that you're someone that you know you're really not. Instead, the full life is all about authenticity. You don't have to prop yourself up. You don't have to live a lie. You don't have to try and impress because you just, you just shine. And your life is full of Jesus and you have this glow about yourself. And it's a glow that absolutely cannot be faked or manufactured. 
It's called the full life. That's what I want for you. See, this full life that's broken by God means that you're going to have an appetite for God's Word. You're going to have an appetite for His presence and, and for being with other people who are God's people. And you're, you're going to want to do God's work. You, you want to make Jesus known. And, and, and it's never a drudgery and it's not a duty because when you're living the full life, you don't have to go to church. You want to go to church. And you'll even get up on the front row so that you don't have to be distracted by that person's hair in front of you. You just you're gonna be in, you're gonna be up. See, when you're when you're living this full life, you don't have to spend time in the scriptures. No. You actually crave the word of God, and, and so you you read it and you listen to it and you put it to memory, you see, you 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 desire it. When you're living the full life, you don't feel obligated to be with God's people. The truth is, you just can't wait to be in that small group or with some other people of God or to come to church a little early or hang out and stay late because when you're living the full life, that's what it's about. You know, when, you, when you're living the full life, you don't, you, you don't feel it's your duty to serve because you love to serve because you know that when you serve, you're actually paving the road for more people to get to Jesus. See, when you're, when, when you're living the full life, you're bright, you're alive, you're no longer dead and dull and drab. Yeah, a lot of you, your, your life, the life you're living is kind of like this, this boring piece of foam, you know? You're, you're, you're boring and you're bland and, and you, you try to prop yourself up. You're like, oh, I'm looking good. Selfie time, woo! Do a little twist there. Yeah, yeah, that's me. But this is your life, and it's boring, and it's bland, and it's dead. And, 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 and no matter how much of this you try to make yourself look good, you just find yourself slipping right back into your depressing attitudes and routines. And then when darkness comes into your life and things begin to look bad, there's nothing there. You're empty, and you're cold, and you're dull. You're just lame, boring. See, but this is not God's plan for you. God has a different plan for you. It is the full life. And what he wants to do, he wants to take your life and he wants to do something amazing with it because he wants to break you. And when he breaks you, all of a sudden, there's this new life that begins to flow in through you and, 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 and your life begins to glow with the presence of God. Everything changes. See, this light begins to shine from the inside and it bursts out of you. And, and I'm just telling you guys, you don't have to be boring anymore. You can and have the life of God, and you don't need to prop yourself up anymore because Jesus is shining through you. I'm telling you guys, one of the biggest self-tests that you can do is to simply look at what's happening inside of you. One of the best ways to find out what's really going on inside of you is to examine your words because life flows from your words. So, so what is leaving, leaving your lips? What, what are you typing and texting? What, what words are you rehearsing over and over in your mind? Scripture says this. It says, whoever of you loves life. Any of you guys love life? Yeah, yeah, I want that. <laughs> love life. 
Jesus says life. I want that. And desires to see many good days. I want to live a long time and see a lot of good days, right? Okay, I, That would be me. I, I hope you would love life and desire to see many good days. Then he says there's, a, there's, there's something you have to do. He says keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. See, I love life. I do want to see many good days. Therefore, what's written in that scripture is essential for me to follow. And actually what I love about this scripture is this kind of describes the lifestyle of a person who's a believer, who's on that adventure highway. It's the method of the ancient path. It's the lifestyle of the cross of following Jesus. And, but so much of what happens to us and even our outlook on life and even the filter through which we see other people has everything to do with our words. See, if you don't like your job, and all you do is mumble and grumble and complain, then you better believe your job is going to suck the life out of you, my friend. You've spoken it. Here's the thought. Instead of sitting around the break room complaining like everyone else and criticizing the boss and griping about how bad you've got it, try something different. Do your best to get away from the grouches. Thank God that you have a job and make the choice to be a positive agent of change at your workplace. Because when, when, when negativity and pessimism and distrust and resentment begin to flow from your lips, it's really a signal of how you see everything in the world. And it's also a signal of how you see yourself. Because your words are a ticker tape of how your mind is working. It's a photocopy of the condition of your own heart. You, you, you can't have the bright, full life that Jesus came to bring when he breaks you. When your mind and your words are constantly focused on the negative. That's a whole lot better way to live. And it's called the full life method. It's the Jesus method. It works better because the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. See, what comes off of your lips? I, for me, I want life to flow from my lips. Now, if your marriage feels like everything but life, try changing the words that you're speaking, the words that you're texting, the words that you're writing to your spouse. Because you can actually unstop the fountain of life from your home. And, and, and you can also at the same time seal up the old rancid fountain of hurt and death and betrayal and hatred and anger if you do this. You see, your home can be a new place. Your marriage can have new depth. Every year in February, a little holiday comes around on the 14th called Valentine's Day. You guys know about that. But right next door to that, there's another holiday, and it's Rebecca's birthday. And it's on the 13th of February. And, and, and I created a tradition that began during our very first year of marriage, and I call it Love Week. Now, how this works is the tradition uses written words. So I go to the store, and as a guy, this is tough, I painstakingly sort through all the birthday cards and the Valentine's Day cards and the friendship cards and the lover cards and the serious cards and the fun cards, and I go through all of them, and I pick out six. And, and then I take them home, and I write a unique, heartfelt love note in every single one of the cards, and I give one to her every day. 
Because I know this is that out of the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. I want life in my home, and I want my marriage relationship to be able to withstand the storms of life, and it has. See, I spoke the words of my marriage covenant to Rebecca back in 1988. But that was just a starting place. That was just the foundation. I have to keep it going. Before, before I left the house this morning, I picked up one of the uh, Love Week cards from last week. And, and uh, this, this particular card has a lot of writing on the front. I, you know, usually it just has three or four words for me. But, uh, but this one has a lot. And, and it's a very you know, deep, meaningful card. And, and I feel, put a lot of stuff in there, but you're not going to move it so you can't see everything. It's in there because it's none of your business what I wrote. Uh, I, I, I'm going to read you something in here, but not everything, because you have no business reading the rest of this card. But there's a portion here. It says, I said to Rebecca, I said, I was just calculating that this is our 27th love week. That amounts to about 162 cards of love. Yet it feels like we've only just begun, and in many ways we have. I'm looking forward to that day when we reach 300 love week cards. And uh, you see, when I put those things in there, my words actually mean things, and they set the tone for my marriage. When I speak critical or shaming words to my wife, then actually what happens is life begins to be replaced with negativity. See, Solomon says the tongue that brings healing is a tree of life. When you allow God to heal you on the inside, break you and heal you, and break the spirit of negativity and offense and fill you with his love, then things can begin to change and turn about rapidly. And whatever is in you, it will eventually come out in your words. It will. And in your text messages. <laughs> your words can bring healing, and your words can be like a tree of life. In fact, some of you need to... Get your phones out and look at the text messages that you send to people, those who are closest to you. Not right now, but think about it. Look at the messages you've been sending. Are those messages nice and warm and respectful to your work associates and friends and people that you want to impress, yet angry, vengeful, and critical of those that you love the most? Examine what's inside of you by examining your words. You know, if you can't think of a kind word to say, there are so many cool inventions today. Now they have these things, you know what they are. They're called emoticons. It's so easy, just send a happy picture. Because the, the tongue has the power of life and death. You're either going to bring life or you're going to bring death into your relationships. I choose the full life. I want there to be lots of Jesus in me so that my words will bring life. And I want that for you too. You know, we need to break the power of hell over our minds and our emotions and our words, our, our families and our workplaces, even over our city. And we need to let the light of the full life shine brightly. And it all begins in your mind. And that, that, that's actually where the worst, and I would say even the most condemning, destructive words resigned is in our mind. And for every ugly word that flows out of your mouth or through your fingers or thumbs into that phone of yours, there are thousands of 
ugly words that are bouncing around inside your mind. And I, I, I want you to assess yourself. Think of the conversations you're having with yourself. Are they full of life and death? What are you saying to yourself in your mind? Are you cussing yourself out? Are you telling yourself you're such a loser? Are you belittling your abilities, skills, and gifts that God has given you? Here's one thing that I know is what we say about ourselves to ourselves in the secret place of our minds, the conversations we have with ourselves will eventually come out in the form of harsh words towards those we love the most if we don't deal with what's on the inside. Just think of it this way. If someone were to actually say to you what you say to yourself with your own secret words, you would smack them in the face and you know it. Yet you still rehearse words of shame and guilt and darkness and condemnation and negativity and loneliness and isolation. And I want to say this, guys. Your worst enemy is not out there somewhere. Your worst enemy are the words you keep repeating in your mind that are planted there by hell. And you must break out because there is a full life that God has planned for you. There's a journey ahead that can revolutionize who you are and how you carry yourself. So let's not be people who go through life shaming ourselves and, and picking our own selves to pieces. No, let us be full of the life of Jesus. The best ways we can do that today, even now, today, is to begin to speak it with our lips and, and to say it with our words and to pray it with our mouths. And we're going we're gonna to end the service that way by doing that. And we're going to sing and we're going to worship. We're going to do this to begin to reshape what's happening. And you need to cleanse yourself on the inside, inviting the life of God to come in and flood you. Jesus then can give you the self-control you need because you're living in a world that's out of control and your best days are ahead. Would you close your eyes for a moment? I want you to focus internally, examine yourself. If you want to know this Jesus that I'm talking about and you want a clean slate and you want to be ready to have this full life with a renewed sense of purpose, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. If you want to be included in this closing prayer, make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I'm going to ask you to very simply lift your hand because I want to pray with you to receive Christ. Who would raise your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. I need Jesus today. Lift your hand so that I can see who you are, connect my faith with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? You can put your hands down. Thank you. Several individuals who raised your hand, and, and uh, I'm going to let this kind of launch us into this next part of our service as we begin working on what's on the inside. So we will leave different. So if you raise your hand, I'm going to ask that you, along with everyone else in this congregation, to please stand. I, I'm going to ask you to stand. Everyone stand, please. And I want you to repeat these words after me. Repeat these words after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. I believe you're the Son of God. Please forgive my sins. 
For today I give up my past and I embrace the full life you have for me. Today I choose the ancient path and I will walk in it. In Jesus' name, amen. That prayer is a starting place. It's a starting place. I want us to look back at the screens because I want us to go back, go back to our, our foundational scripture. I want us to say it out loud. And then I want to say, I'm in, let's go, you know. Let's be corny with it. Let's get it into our hearts and our minds. And then we're going to, we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to pray and we're going to sing a little bit more. And, then, and, and we're going to ask God to begin to cleanse us on the inside. Come on, I want you to say this with me. This is good. Let's get this in our hearts. Enter through the narrow gate. Come on, say it with me. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask for the good way, is it, and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. Are you in? All right, let's go. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. For more information about how you can get involved with City Life locally, text CONNECT to 41411. Again, that's CONNECT to 41411. Or visit us online at citylifecenter.org. We would love to meet you.